Good morning. We want to say thank you to Sean. He did a wonderful job reading God's Word, and we appreciate him so much. I also want to point out we are glad to have each one of you here. It is a holiday weekend, so as I look out, I know we're missing many of our own faces. I know uh, Mike is one of those, and he is in Nashville this weekend. But as I look out, I also see we have many visitors, and so we are thankful for you. We appreciate you coming our way. And we pray that as we worship together today that all will be done in truth and in spirit just as God designed. Now as we think over the Thanksgiving holiday, the the Thanksgiving weekend, you know there's a lot of things that might come to mind. I assume many of you got together with family or friends and very likely you shared a meal together and you enjoyed this time together and part of this time together you're recognizing all the great blessings that we've enjoyed as you go back through, throughout the year. You know, long ago, as George Washington was our, our president, he actually said, hey, we ought to have a Thanksgiving. Not long down the line, you know, Abraham Lincoln spoke up and said, we need to have Thanksgiving on the third, fourth, fourth Thursday in November, and we want everybody to come together and be excited and give thanks to the Almighty God for the blessings that are bestowed. Now, Thanksgiving has roots before this. Thanksgiving has roots that are rooted here in the United States, but it also goes further abroad the world, wherein people recognize that the Maker, who is greater than us, gave us a reason to be thankful. You come to a time in the year where they celebrate the harvest and all their fruits of their labor came to fruition and now they enjoy having their barns full. They enjoy having produce that has come from their gardens. They enjoy the, the fruits that their livestock have borne. And so we have a time where we celebrate Thanksgiving. But today... I want you to think about giving thanks to the Lord. You know, there are a lot of things to give thanks in. We're thankful that we have food. We're thankful that we have great opportunities so that we're able to eat, to live through another year. But there are so many blessings that are bestowed upon us that we take for granted. You know, as I think about thankfulness, I had Sean read from Psalm 118, one of my favorite passages, Give thanks to the Lord. For He is good. How good God is. You know, we have blessing in being able to sit here today. We have blessing in knowing that we have forgiveness. We have blessing materially that, that we are blessed, especially as this nation, far beyond our worth. Far beyond what we deserve. But as we think about our thankfulness, first off... Let's, let's look at some material blessings. Think about the material blessings that we enjoy that are innumerable. You know, I think about the song we sing very often. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. You know, as we think about blessings, we're blessed in many different ways. And the reality is, you couldn't write them down. You know, you can get a piece of paper and you can start to write the words one at a time, and soon the paper will be full. And then later we might recognize the other blessings that we didn't think about. You know, I think of 
little children. I've got some special kids in my world. There's a Charlie and a Jude. And once in a while, if they lead a prayer before bed, it's amazing the things that they are thankful for. You know, as parents, we're thankful for diapers. But as kids, they're thankful for something completely different. You know, they talk about the fireflies. They talk about warm covers. They talk about snuggles and hugs. And yet, if we had just written down our list, I have a feeling most of those things wouldn't be on our list. We think about family. We think about friends. We think about food. We think about cars and houses. And a lot of times, if you go through your list of blessings, a lot of those blessings are going to be material. When we think about our blessings, do we think about Christ who gave his life? Do we think about John the Baptist who came to prepare the way for him? Do we think back to the old prophets that stood up for God in a time where they felt alone? Are we thankful for Mother Eve who it's through, through her that we are able to be here today? You know, as we think about the blessings in life... I mentioned material blessings. If you go back just a little bit further in Psalm chapter 40, he talks about those material blessings. In verse 5 it says, Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts towards us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. The blessings that I enjoy, he said, are more than can be numbered. I can only imagine... The writer of the song, Count Your Many Blessings, as he read over this verse and says, you're right. No matter what, I couldn't, I couldn't put, in, put into understanding, I couldn't put into number the blessings that have been given to me. And yet, we see blessings come our way over and over again. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. Psalm 107, verse 31. Once again, talking about blessings that we enjoy, he says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Talking about those children, he says, Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. You know, we have an opportunity each Lord's Day to come together and one of those things we do is give praise or Blessing and honor to the Lord because we understand what has been given on our behalf. As we think about, thank, about blessings that are given, you know, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 it says, In everything give thanks. Be thankful. I think back to the pattern prayer as Jesus teach, teaches his disciples to pray. Notice there that he gives thanks to God often. He gives thanks to God for the glories that are given to them. He gives honor to God within the same prayer. But the point is, for us today, in everything, give thanks. Why? Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It was God's design for our life. I want to encourage you as you think about Thanksgiving. Don't let Thanksgiving, the holiday, be the only day that God receives praise. Don't let Thanksgiving be the only meal that you recognize that you were given and you are able to eat from because the maker pr 
provided for you yesterday. The maker will provide for you tomorrow if we, as the song we just sang, seek first the kingdom of God. As we sing the song, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God, within context, the entire context there within Matthew chapter 6 was your necessities will be taken care of. You will be cared for if you put your trust in God. You know, food is one of those material blessings. I mentioned earlier, we ought to give thanks. In the feeding of the 5,000 as they come together in John chapter 6 and verse 11, it says, Jesus took the loaves and we, when he had given thanks or blessed it in the King James, which literally means he thanked God for it. After that, he gives it. He, he shares it with the people and we, we see there that the people are all able to partake. We recognize the mirac- miraculous ability wherein they pick up more than was given out. And by that I mean they started with five loaves and two fishes. And when they're finished, there is much more. I think about food as one great material blessing because as you think about Matthew chapter 6, the necessities of life, the reality is food is one of those things. Within our lives, we need shelter. We need water. Think about the great blessing it is to have pure water. You know, with... With this project of building a house, it wasn't that long ago that we really wished that we had some water. But they don't plumb the pipes down there, so you've got, to get, you've got to dig a well. But once we have the well, you have the pure water and you have something that you ought to be thankful for. Within Thanksgiving, we have one opportunity a year that's set aside by our nation to recognize the great things that we've been given. But within the opportunity to live, we ought to have thanks every day. Think back to Psalm 118. He says, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Well, let me tell you, He is good yesterday, He is good today, and He will be good tomorrow. Within all blessings that we enjoy, creation is one of those great blessings. I think of Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. We've been studying Romans in our, in our Bible class on Tuesday mornings. And in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 he says, For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood how? By the things that are made. What he's saying is you look around at creation and you recognize God is absolutely real. God is the creator of all. It goes on to say in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20 that because of the things that are made, they would be able to understand God's eternal power and Godhead so that, notice he says, they are without excuse. There is no reason that anybody should have in their mindset that God is not real when they walk out the door and they look around and they see God's creation. One of the greatest blessings we have is the creation that we are able to enjoy. But within all those, <clears throat> within all those blessings, understand, you know, all people receive of the Lord. All people enjoy certain things in life whether Christian or not Christian, because of the creation that God set into existence. You know, as you think about Matthew chapter 5, 
In verse 45, at the end of the verse, he says, God sends the rain on the just and the unjust. Truly, rain is a blessing, but the reality is all people are partakers. So we look at some material blessings. Many people have material blessings that don't give honor to God. Many people have food that don't give honor to God. Many people enjoy the creation and yet don't give honor to God. And notice the blessings still abound. But I want you to look back at Psalm chapter 118 and recognize the blessings of the people of God. Psalm 118, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say in verse 2, His mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say in verse 3, His mercy endures forever. Verse 4, Let those who fear the Lord now say, His mercy endures forever. All right, understanding mercy... Mercy within definition includes compassion to one who is due punishment. All right? The idea is they had to be deserving of punishment or they could never receive, enjoy mercy. Because we messed up, we can enjoy mercy. But we cannot enjoy that mercy outside of the love that is shown to us by God. In Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2 it says, But your iniquities have separated you from God. He says, And your sins have hidden His face from you. The idea is we made decisions and because of that we're separated from God. Because of that we can't be a part of God and so therefore... Mercy is required so that we can enjoy those blessings. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. And right after He says that, He, recognized, he recognizes His mercy endures forever. You know, we look around and we see pews. And you know, in another 150 years, most likely they'll be in a dump that are in a museum. You look around and we see light bulbs that shine that make it bright in here. Without them, it would surely be a dark place. I've been in here without the lights on. We look around and we see papers and books. We see different clothing, articles of clothing that people have. But you take a hundred years in the future and all of this ends up in a dump. All of this is thrown away. It's trampled underfoot. Might even already have decomposed and turned back into dirt and be... Nutrients for another plant. But when you talk about mercy, he says his mercy endures forever. The test of time will not cause it to disappear. The test of time will not cause it to decompose, but God's mercy will last. It will continue. Mercy is one such blessing that is only given in Christ. You talk about spiritual blessings. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? It says, as we look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places, Lord, as we see in 
Christ. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. Where are they if they're not in Christ? Well, they don't exist. If they're not in Christ, they don't happen to be. And so he says when he talks about spiritual blessings, those spiritual blessings are in Christ. Think about mercy. We obtained mercy. If one isn't willing to give due honor to Christ in being obedient to the gospel, he cannot obtain mercy. Now, was the sacrifice given? Absolutely. But if you're not willing to open the gift, is it really yours? If you're not willing to be a partaker of the gift that was given to you, do you enjoy it? Absolutely not. And so as we talk about spiritual blessings, spiritual blessings be found in Christ. Notice mercy being one of them was extended to us. As I think about spiritual blessings, I can't help but think of prayer. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, he says, let your request be made known unto God. You know, as we mentioned, as we mentioned the, the offering of thanks during Thanksgiving season, truly, all the time is a good time to give thanks to God. As I think about the meals that we're able to enjoy throughout the day, I think about a breakfast. You might call it lunch, you might call it dinner. You might call it supper, you might call it dinner. I don't know how it works. I know my dad calls them all dinner. All right. Throughout the day, we've got three great opportunities where we sit down to a meal and we enjoy blessings from God and it's a great time to give thanks. When we wake up in the morning and we open our eyes... We have a great time to give thanks. Some people get a break at work, you know. It's like, all right, take your break. You've got a 15-minute break. It's a great time to give thanks. You're driving home from work. It's a great time to give thanks. And before you go to bed, I pray that you give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Notice His mercy endures forever. His mercy was extended to us through the offering of Christ. I think of John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. I think of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, as he draws out the picture of what is the gospel, he says, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also see, received, that Christ died for our sins. The hope is, or the purpose is, that we might live. He died for our sins. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. It says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. We have hope in the mercy of Christ through the offering of Jesus' life on the cross. Mercy, though, I want you to understand, can be lost. It can be turned away from. Go back to Psalm 118. Psalm 118, His mercy endures forever. He says in verse 4, Let those who fear the Lord now say His mercy endures forever. We've got the group of people that are putting God first. Those who fear the Lord. And yet in life sometimes those who fear the Lord walk away. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 26 it says, For if we sin willfully after we receive the knowledge of the truth, he said there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. Don't let that thanksgiving disappear. 
Don't let that thankfulness to God go away or evaporate. You know, I think of James chapter 5 and verse 19, which would be always the passage I go to when we talk about falling away. He says, brethren, in verse 19, if anyone among you, among the brethren, one of the brethren falls away, we see an opportunity there to fall away. We see the ability or the possibility of someone falling from grace. If anyone among you wanders from the truth and then someone turns him back, he goes on to say in verse 20 that, look, you saved, you saved him from sin. You helped save that soul. They turned that sinner from the error of his way. As you think about mercy, understand that it requires faithfulness. We've got to continue to live for God. All right, back to Psalms 118. Let's look at thankfulness for care. We see, first off, we notice thankfulness for material blessings. We notice thankfulness for spiritual blessings or for mercy being one of them. And finally, we're going to notice thankfulness for God's care. Where do you go when you're hurting? Where do you go when life falls apart? Where do you go when things aren't going your way? Let's look at Psalm 118, start in verse 5. He said, I called on the Lord in distress. Life's not going my way. He said, the Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. Verse 6, he said, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Where do you go when you're afraid? Notice verse 7, the Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. Verse 8, when you're let down, he said, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. You know, sometimes we trust in people and they let us down. It could be that you've trusted in Jared Rhodes and I've let you down. And he says, put my trust in the Lord is far better. Because what do you know? He won't let you down. When you talk about that mercy, God won't let you down. When you're hurting, when you're in fear, when you're in distress, God won't let you down. Who do we look to? I know life can be tough. Holidays are often tough for many people because it's an opportunity where families get together and they look back. They remember loved ones. He says, call on God. Remember he started the psalm, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Now he's talking about his distress. He's talking about being afraid. He's talking about people letting him down. You go down to verse 9. He talks about the government, those that are superior to him. He said, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. The government can't save you. No one can do anything for you that compares to what God is going to and has done for you. We've got hope in Christ. We've got hope for the future. And let me tell you, let's be thankful for his care. There is nothing greater than knowing God's hand is in control. There is nothing greater than knowing that the comfort that we can enjoy, true comfort, 
is only going to come from God. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we recognize the, the comfort that comes through God. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Notice verse 5. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Our consolation through Christ. Our prize. Our reward. Being thankful. For God's comfort. God can comfort the, hurt, the hurting soul. In Job chapter 5 and verse 11, you think back to the struggles in Job's life. And in Job chapter 5 and verse 11, it says, He sets on high those who are lowly and those who mourn are lifted to safety. You're not going to find comfort that compares anywhere else. You know, I appreciate a hug from a friend. appreciate a hug from a family member and the love that is shared but true comfort can only be found in God. No matter what it is that life throws your way, God can carry you through. God can bring you through it. The ups and the downs, the emotions, the heartaches. God can take you through. In Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10 it says, For I am with you. Fear not. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you. With my righteous right hand, we see the picture of God who cares for you. And the question is, do we give thanks? It hurts when we go through difficult times, but understand that God is still there. God still cares for you. And God understands. Give thanks because ultimately... God provided a way of escape. God provided a way in which we have hope for eternity. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. John chapter 16 and verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you that you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. He, Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Because Jesus overcame the world, what does that tell you? You can overcome the world through Jesus Christ. Think back to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, where we see that true strength is found where? Power of His might. We see His strength is what strengthens us. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says, We know all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. I think it's sometimes very likely that we get caught up with this, this local view. I believe a local view is really going to mess up the understanding of Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. When things go bad, we say, That didn't work out for good to me. That didn't work out for good in my life. But the reality is... If you're putting your trust in God, heaven is still your home. If we lose our life, 
What do we gain? It's Christ. For me to live is Christ. To, to die is gain. It's far better. Here I go, no matter what. God is my purpose. John chapter four, 14 and verse 6, as he talks about, talks about that way, he, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. If we want to go home, Jesus is our hope. Jesus is all we have. When we talk about things to be thankful for, food is great. Material blessings are great. But let me tell you, God's mercy is greatest. We can go home. We can look forward to an eternity in heaven with our maker. My question is today, where is your thanks? Is your thanks just in the things that you receive? Or is your thanks in something that's far above, that is far better? Understanding that when Christ came and He gave His life, He provided a way so that we could have hope for eternity. You know, it's, it's so nearsighted when we think about the items that we want upon earth. You know, there's a lot of different things. I just wish I could have a... But when you get the broad view, what are we looking for? Set your sights on the crown. Set your sights on eternity where we can enjoy thanks for the Lord who is good forever. If you haven't given your life to Christ, I ask you, why not? Understanding that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the Father except through Christ. The question is, where are you? Are you in Christ? Well, what's that mean? Well, if you're a member of the church, it means that you're living faithfully. It means that you've given your life to Him in that it's no longer I who lives, yet Christ lives in me. So we think about life. Are we willing to put our faith in Him, knowing that faith anywhere else is misplaced? Are you willing to repent of sin, to turn from the world, professing to all that Jesus is my Lord? Not only in word, but also in action. Where they turn and they live in a way where people recognize there's something special about this person. Are you willing to go into the water where a person is buried and they come up and they're buried with baptism into Christ and they rise up to walk in newness of life? But then are we faithful? Do we continue in it? You know, life isn't just a, a one and done. Well, I was baptized, so I'm a-okay. Sometimes I think we give the wrong idea. When we stress baptism so much, now I understand why we do it, because many say, oh, that's not important. Well, you look at the scriptures, it's very important. But understand, baptism isn't your single check mark that got you there. Being faithful. Living for God. Making a lifestyle of putting God first. I want to leave you with one verse in Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13 it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You may abound in hope, joy and peace found in God so that you can abound 
in hope. I want to leave you with this. Where is your hope? If your hope isn't in Christ, you've got the wrong hope. If you haven't given your life to Christ, make a change right now. Come as we stand and sing.